if any of the Sundays over the course of this theme would serve as an ideal caption for the course of this year, 2020, it might be this morning's theme, Messed Up Plans. You think all the way back to the beginning of the year, midway through March, we had to adjust and deal with messed up plans as kids learned to go to school online. Adults shifted and had to also figure out how to learn to, to work from, from home. Remember that first time that we realized that not only would we not be able to, to worship outside, but initially to worship at all, especially for that highlight of the year, Easter. To be in a sanctuary filled with Easter lilies and, and flowers, which maybe some of you have allergies, didn't miss. But for most of us, those, those messed up plans were frustrating and discouraging, and that led to, to more and more when it came to high school and college graduation plans, summer vacation plans, and then beginning this school year as well, not knowing what the plan was even, even up until right before school started, and Thanksgiving and Christmas and in the weeks ahead. Uh, we're used to this year being the year of messed up plans. And admittedly, some, some roll really well with that. Some handle plans that change on the fly effortlessly. And others, it throws them into chaos. It, it's kind of like a, a roller coaster. Some love the ups and downs, the thrill of it, the, the spontaneity and flexibility of having to change plans on the fly. Others who prefer the structure and the regimen and the routine they are really thrown off when plans are messed up. And yet, regardless of which of, of those categories you might fall in, this year has been so unique that it's involved so many messed up plans that, that it's caused all of us a little more consternation than normal. Certainly, there are uh, other ways that we deal with messed up plans in the normal course of a year, aside from the chaos that's happened over the course of this year as well. And there's oftentimes a number of different reasons, some of those okay and some not so okay. There are really three reasons uh, maybe that we really struggle with plans sometimes that are kind of on our shoulders if we're willing to admit it. It's the cases where we, we just don't plan at all, we fail to plan, or we put together a real poor plan. There's no plan at all or the plan we have didn't really require much thought or effort. Or sometimes we even plan things that we know deliberately and overtly go against God's will and his word. So when those plans end up being messed up, when those plans don't come to fruition, we really shouldn't be that shocked that they end up as the dumpster fire that they are sometimes if we didn't plan or we plan poorly or we plan to go against God's will. Not only is that going to end up in, in probably all kinds of frustration and discouragement, but, but how dumb are we to, to make plans that we know go against God's will and involve sin? Of course, those aren't going to be blessed. And those maybe aren't as challenging as the messed up plans that, that are, at least as far as we can tell, in line with God's will. Plans that, that did require and included much foresight and thought and maybe counsel from others it's when those plans fall apart that we really struggle. And sometimes we draw the wrong conclusion when that happens. When our plans are messed up, we sometimes wrongly conclude that if a plan doesn't play out the way we thought, then it must not have been God's will or it must not have been God's plan. So we, we kind of shake it off and we tell ourselves that and we tell others, well, 
I, I guess it didn't play out the way I had planned because it wasn't God's will or it wasn't God's plan. Well, if you carry that, that approach or application of it all the way through, then wouldn't we have to conclude the opposite, that everything that, that does happen must be God's will or according to his plan? And then we'd have to conclude that when sin and awful tragedies happen and, and that that was all a part of God's plan and he wants to see people suffer and hurt, no, our criteria for, for plans being in line with God's will is, is not simply, did they happen or not? It's got to be more than that, doesn't it? Our plans, our criteria, uh, when it comes to figuring out God's plans, um, are, are totally separate from ours. Here's, here's an example. Think of it this way. We just recently heard about uh, the FDA approving vaccines. So consider the Christian who has been praying all along for a vaccine for COVID, and, and now you have a vaccine that seems to be approved. Well, what about the, the Christian that was praying for some other solution, a Christian who is a little afraid of the risks that can come with vaccines maybe, and, and feels that they're maybe going to be threatened or forced to take that vaccine? What about that Christian who has been praying for the opposite now? Which of those two was praying for God's will or God's plan? Do we just wait back and, and see what happens, how it plays out, and then conclude whichever one happens, that Christian must have had the right plan of God in mind? No. Again, our criteria for, for something being in line with, with God's plan and his will is not whether or not our plans play out. In fact, if we want to know the will of God, if we want to know the plans of God, then we can only know that from the word of God. God hasn't invited us or given us permission to try to read his mind or try to determine his plans apart from what he has revealed in his word. So no, the basis of our messed up plans don't determine the success of God's plans uh, or the failure of God's plans. The truth is that God is able to, to take a plan that works out just the way that I hoped and bless it. And God is also take, able to take a plan that is messed up and bless it. So what do we know with certainty? We know this, that, that our failed plans don't deter God's faithful promises. I'll say it again. Our deterred plans, or our failed plans rather, don't deter God's faithful promises. We have the, the backstory of Jesus' birth that that shows us that. You want to talk about messed up plans. Imagine yourself being betrothed, being pledged, engaged to, to marry somebody and to find out that your bride-to-be is also a mother-to-be. And yet you are 100% certain because you paid attention in biology class that you are not the father. You know how those things work and you know you had no part in that. That was Joseph's world. And now, Joseph had a plan, obviously, to, to be married, and yet that plan suddenly had to be adjusted. And this was how Joseph planned to address it. In verse 19 of our text from Matthew chapter 1 today, we're told that because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So, even though Joseph 
didn't want to drag Mary's name and reputation through the mud. That didn't mean that he was going to stand by and be played the fool and continue with this, this marriage when she had clearly uh, gone outside of the marriage already before they were, were officially committed to each other. Now, think of Joseph's situation. He could very easily have concluded, well, my plans were to, to get married, but, but since Mary has gotten pregnant outside of marriage, then it must be God's plan for me not to marry her. If he would have concluded that, he would have been wrong. And God made that clear to him because just as Joseph had to adjust his messed up plans, God had also altered Joseph's plans for him. Matthew tells us, continuing in verse 20 and 21, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So not only did Joseph's plans not initially work out, even his adjusted or tweaked plans didn't work out, and yet his failed plans, his messed up plans, were all a part of God's plans being played out. Stop there for a moment and consider how often this actually happens. That though we look at our plans and they might be royally messed up, our messed up plans don't keep God from carrying out his plans. In fact, when our plans seem to go south, sometimes that is exactly what God had in mind while he was going to carry out his plans all along. See, God doesn't need our plans to play out in order to get his will done, in order for his plans to be accomplished. And, and there are all kinds of examples of this, aren't there? Think back to now almost 20 years. Do you remember how many different stories on that tragic morning of 9-11 afterwards, and we're hearing stories about individuals that were involved, stories of people that, that missed their flights that morning, stories of people who didn't make it into work, I think we conclude messed up plans to miss a flight, to, to miss or not be able to get to work. And yet, because of those messed up plans, many of those people are still alive today who otherwise might not be. And we can look back on our lives and we can see a number of different times where, where our plans or either went wrong or something undesirable or unexpected arose and, and spoiled everything, right? Like, like, a, like, like spoiled milk, and yet God brought something good out of it, perhaps even a greater good than we could have imagined from the beginning. See, our messed up plans don't necessarily deter God's measured out plans. Our failed promises, or our failed plans, rather, don't deter God's faithful promises. Those measured plans of God, they've been carried out ever since the beginning, haven't they? Think all the way back to, to Eden when the first messed up plan occurred and, and Adam and Eve fell into sin. God didn't say, well, it's time for a do-over. We've got to start from scratch and give them a second chance to get their plan right. No, he still carried out his plan, actually right in the midst of their messed up plan. 
When Abraham and Sarah then, then they hatched their Hagar plan to, to fast-track God's promise, and, and they messed things up, God's plan was still being carried out. It didn't deter or sidetrack his plan. Even when God's own people, the Israelites, the nation of Israel, wandered away from him, both physically, literally, but certainly spiritually, and they were exiled, taken into captivity into a foreign land, meaning that, that they weren't even in the land where the Savior was going to be born, God's measured plans were still carried out, and he saw a remnant of them. He governed everything, all of the, the pieces of the puzzle, put them in place so, so that a remnant would return and the Savior could be born. And that's where it picks up with Joseph's scenario. In Joseph's mind, as Matthew records it for us, everything was, was just a mess. But in God's mind, everything was just right. And God has constantly, consistently throughout history, worked that way in the midst of our messed up plans, hasn't he? And in fact, that's exactly how God was going to, to bring his plan to fruition. That, that God had orchestrated everything to get to that point and saw, saw fit to see an, an angel, a young virgin, a devout young man, and even God himself play out this, this drama what, which was his plan of salvation all along. See, this wasn't a hindrance or an obstacle to God's plan. It was part of it in the midst of this plan. And God himself was so intent in seeing that this plan was going to be carried out the right way that not only did he, he design the plan, but he actually inserted himself into it. He got from behind the camera and got into, into the, the action himself to see that it would be carried out to the fullest. So it was God himself who ensured that that gift was given to us on Christmas, that, that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And it was God himself who took everything from the manger to the cross to ensure that the, the perfection, the holiness that is required for us would be met in full, to ensure that the sins that we have committed would be paid for in full. God took that on himself so that nobody else could mess that one uh, and yet when, when God did that he did it in the midst of one messed up plan after another remember when the disciples even, even had their ideas uh, when they got wind uh, of the plans of Jesus' enemies to put him to death they had other plans didn't they imagine if, if Peter's plan had come full hilt full, uh, full tilt if, if Peter had when he mightily swung his sword in Gethsemane if that action had dissuaded Jesus' enemies from capturing him and crucifying him what would have happened then? no, Peter's, Peter's plan wasn't carried out and thank goodness it wasn't thank goodness it was messed up so that God's plan could be carried out our failed plans don't deter God's faithful promises Brothers and sisters in Christ, right now at this very moment in your life, God continues to carry out his plans and his purposes. Even when your own plans may feel like they are falling apart, rest assured that in the grand scheme of things, God's plans to not only make sure that you hear his word, but believe it 
and, and continue to stay steadfast in it, his plans are being carried out in your life. He doesn't need your plans to work out perfectly for him to ensure that his will. And that's especially reassuring to us when we feel this year as much as ever that, that we don't have control, that, that our plans are fruitless and, and a waste of time because the future is so uncertain. And as we look ahead to certain traditions that we're used to celebrating at, at Christmas and we know those plans are, are messed up, we can find peace. We find peace because we know that God's plans are being carried out. God has revealed what his plan is. He desires all people to be saved. And the longer this world goes on, we can only conclude that, that God is carrying out his plan of continuing to make disciples through believers as we live and apply, hear, study, read, learn his word. He's going to continue to carry out his plan to make disciples through us. God's plans are not going to be deterred. His faithful promises will be kept. So this year and into 2021, because let's not pretend that everything will magically be different, when your plans are messed up, realize that in Christ you have hope in the midst of those messed up plans. Because our failed plans will never detour God's faithful promises. Amen.